Hello and welcome to another season of Mountain Biking with the Wisconsin Interscholastic Cycling League. I'm your host, John Yeager, and I'll be interviewing and talking to the people in the league that make these races happen. This podcast is brought to you by Point Forward Physical Therapy, moving you in the right direction, where we maximize your performance in life and in sport. Hello and welcome to the podcast. This is John with Point Forward Physical Therapy, and today I have Renee Griswold, the league director. Yes, glad to be here, John. Thanks for inviting me. So tell us, we we got through Englewood, and we had it was really a great weekend. I know you and I talked about the weather and how amazing that was. So this was the first full race we really had at Englewood with the whole league there at once. Um, is that something you think we'll do again next year? Absolutely. Englewood was fantastic. Last year when we had our first race there, we used two-thirds of our league. And while we were there last we did. Um, the venue really can hold it. Um, I know there was a lot of uh, pre-ride uh, congestion on the course, but we didn't find that to be so much the case during races. And that did. And uh, with a few tweaks to the course next year, um, I definitely think we'll be back. It's such a beautiful setting, uh, the opportunity to race on a world-class course that's um, relatively easy for most of our teams to get to, uh, lots of camping and parking space. Um, it really is a great venue for us. Okay, and we have to be honest now, Renee. How many burgers did you eat? How many burgers did I eat? I didn't eat any burgers, but I did have one of their all-beef hot dogs. I really think those are delicious. Oh, I made up for the burger. I, for you. I did. Okay, good. Because <laughs> when I got to the burger line, there was a 15-minute wait for burgers, and I didn't have 15 minutes, and I wanted other people to have the opportunity to enjoy them. So I uh, I opted for the hot dog, but I had one before, and I knew that was going to be a, just, a, just as good of a choice. So. So you and I, I mean, that was the food side of things, which has always been fun. But when you and I, earlier in the morning on Sunday, we were standing watching the race, um, and you had made told me a story about watching a group of younger athletes, watching the varsity athletes, and I was hoping you'd share that with us because it was such a neat story. It was so much fun. I um, had the opportunity to get up further into the course than I often do um, during the varsity and JV3 race. And the back section has this sort of roller line uh, that the varsity athletes just can, they look amazing when they're riding it. And there was this young group of boys, they aren't even Nike age yet. They were probably 10 years old and there were at least a half a dozen, if not more of them. And they were standing there with their noisemakers and they knew the names of all the varsity athletes. They were looking for them to come and calling them by name because all of our athletes have their first name on their race plates. And they, you know, they call out, oh, here comes so-and-so. Oh, wait, we haven't seen this guy yet. And it's like they were just their little fans of, the, of these amazing varsity athletes, the, like they were waiting for their favorite celebrity. And it made me really excited because it, it made me realize that these are the kids that are going to be our Nike athletes in the coming years. And they've been inspired by the skills and the demeanor of our varsity athletes. And, and I just thought that was really cool. Um, it's like they were at a rock concert. Um, and and it, was, it was really fun to watch. I didn't see any autographs at the finish line, though, did you? I didn't catch them any, but um, they might have been off watching somebody else's race. They just seemed to yeah. be real big fans. 
So would you say, I mean, our weather conditions were, I mean, despite being a little bit edgy in the forecast, they were pretty close to the ideal. Would you say that would be about the te best temperature to run a race? You know, it's the best that we've had so far. It's been, you know, I'm not quite sure where fall is yet. It's been pretty warm across um, our race venues this season. And I think Sunday was really as close uh, to ideal as we have had so far. If it was me personally, um, I would keep it under 60 degrees, but I was really happy to not be sweating all day on Sunday, uh, just moving around the course. The, the nice breeze, the, the clouds cover that came in and out. Uh, there were some warmer moments, but um, I think yeah, we could be very glad that we didn't get rained on and we got that beautiful day instead. So there were a lot of features on the course that, you know, some we'd not seen before, like the flyovers and then um, just some really fun features for the, the varsity and JV3 athletes. What is your favorite either to watch or to ride? So um, maybe not thinking just about Englewood. Um, I really enjoy um, those. I do like technical things that I feel like I can accomplish. Um, I, I like to try getting over rocks and roots and things, um, but I also uh, don't mind a hill climb that gives me a really nice, flowy reward. Um, I don't mind earning my turns, uh, as they say. Um, but I think that uh, at Englewood in particular, um, one of my favorite sections would probably be uh, the, the line, boy, I can't even think of one. I love Englewood. It's like my, one of my favorite courses. I think the back uh, after the, the flyover, I guess Ben calls it flyover woods. When you get under the second flyover as you're weaving around back there, and then you go over that second flyover, I really like that particular section of Englewood. You get a little bit of variety back there. Um, I don't know. I'm just a fan. I'm a fan of, of trying all kinds of things, I guess. I don't have a favorite. Maybe I haven't been doing it long enough to have a favorite yet. I don't know. It's kind of a vague answer. Yeah. Well, Englewood's such a neat course in that, you know, you've got that pine section, which is can carry a little bit of sand, um, but has some really nice berms. But then you've got like open prairie. And then you've got that section that you referred to, which is really more hardwoods. And that is, yeah, it's just so unique just to pass through it. I mean, and I hope the athletes got to look sideways for a minute while they were out there. I know they race, but boy, it's it's really neat there. Yeah, it is. Let's shift gears us a little bit here and start talking about Nordic and what's coming at us. What are the biggest differences between the full league races and a half of a half league race? Oh, my GPS is talking to me here. So the uh, the full league races are great fun because they have so much energy and so much um, enthusiasm and so many athletes. What's nice about the half-league races, though, is that the um, while I wouldn't say there's less energy, but it's a little more calm, and I think our athletes who are newer to the sport really appreciate having that uh, a little bit more of the course to themselves, so to speak, that they just really want to um, feel maybe a little bit less pressure, a little bit more comfortable because it isn't quite as crowded. Uh, that's probably the main difference between the two. Uh, but I think that we have the range of athletes, uh, you know, the, the competition is strong and both halves of our league. Uh, it, I think it's just kind of that dynamic. I know that there were a lot of athletes who maybe didn't race at our first league race at Telemark and they raced 
Manuka and Close Creek, and they thought, well, this is pretty chill. And then they showed up at Englewood, and they're like, well, this is kind of like a festival, like a party. So um, it's just a little bit of a change in dynamic, I think, is, is the biggest difference between the two. So are there any differences in the programming coming at the that's going to be available? No, we spend um, just as much energy on our programming for half-league races as we do for full-league races. So with Nordic, uh, we released today that um, our adventure coordinator, Joe, is putting together some options for adventure riding at Standing Rock, which is about 45 minutes away. So athletes and teams that want to get a little bit more riding in over the weekend will have that exploratory option. Uh, we will have our usual grip programming with our grip ride uh, starting at noon, and Heather and her ambassadors and mentors have some um, sparkly fun plans for this weekend, and they're having a tropical luau for Nordic 2, so they've got their fun plan for the afternoon. And then uh, for Teen Trail Corps, uh, Mike is still working on putting all the details together, but uh, he'll definitely have some good uh, TPC information available, um, and those ambassadors and mentors will have something available as well. So uh, we definitely keep that extra programming going. Oh, and we'll have adventure games, too, on Saturday night. And at Nordic, the space that we have them is so huge. Um, I think last year was probably one of the biggest attended um, percentages of people participating was at Nordic. So look for those on Saturday evening, too. And are there any specific considerations that we need to pay attention um pay attention to at Nordic, like, you know, we had cow considerations this last week. Does Nordic have anything like that? There's a couple of crossings um, that go through parking lots and over some road-ish kind of area where potentially there would be a car or two. And we'll, of course, have um, uh, adults monitoring those areas so the athletes don't have to really think too hard about that going through those areas. But the fun thing about Nordic is that it's the culmination of all the courses that we've had so far this season. It's really a place where the athletes can use all of the skills that they have progressed up to. There's climbing, there's technical climbing, there's smoother climbing, there's technical descents, there's smoother descents, there's pine trees, there's sand, there's um, open field, there's gravel on the parking lot. There's all kinds of things to ride on and ride through. And really is it is the culmination of all courses that we've ridden so far all built into one and that i think is what makes it a favorite for a lot of people um is they they really can put their full cadre of skills to the test and perfect are there any terrain or challenges that that you think the athletes need to be aware of going into this beyond what you just kind of described I think the technical climbing is probably the, the biggest challenge. There, uh, there's some tighter switchback, um, actually on the way down too, there's kind of some tighter switchback technical climbing sections and descent sections. Um, and I think those are kind of the skills you want to be thinking about this week when you're practicing is how you can integrate those into what you're thinking about for this weekend and next weekend for the next couple of weeks for those you had to do. Awesome. Okay, so volunteers, we've been pulling it off. But do we need some? Ooh, we find our biggest need to be in helping with our parking. Um, Nordic is tight, uh, which is one of the reasons this is a half-league race, because there isn't a tremendous amount of parking. So we could definitely use help um, all weekend long with uh, making sure the cars are, are parking nice and tight together, um, nice even lines so we can maximize our parking. Um, those are really nice, just a couple-hour shifts. Um, they're... 
really, they're not too stressful. They, they're really, really helpful and really important, though. And uh, the other area where we can always use help is in course teardown when it's time to take things apart. Uh, at the end of the day, we would love to have some more help pulling stakes and pulling down tape and rolling up fencing and pushing everything over to the trailer. Um, at uh, Englewood, we had this sort of island of supplies that were all sitting together. There were all these tents that were uh, our canopy tents and stuff, everything had kind of been piled in one place. And I was walking to the dumpster with this bag of trash and I saw this, this handful of five or six coaches all walk over and sling a big tent up under their shoulder and carry them over to the trailer. And that saved us about two truck runs, which was awesome. So um, that help with tearing things down is really makes things go faster um, for us at the end of the day and lets us get to awards on time. So parking, helping with uh, teardown, and staging our athletes. Staging the athletes is really fun. It's getting them in order for the race, give you all the tools that you need. Um, it's, it's kind of a little bit of a hurt exercise in, in uh, hurting, but <laughs> um, we get all the kids in the right place at the right time, and, and we tend to need some more help with that with our middle schooler athletes in the afternoon. But those are quick. 45-minute shifts help us out for a little while, and then uh, you'll definitely make it out onto the course to watch your athletes. So um, those, are, those are some of the top ones I think we've been really pulling for these last couple of weeks. Okay. Uh, so let's talk staging times because we always want to point that out. That is in the event guide still, correct? It will be. Um, right now, we probably don't have the most updated times. Um, we're finding that we really, it's really helpful for us to wait until registrations are closed um, at 11.59 on Tuesday nights. Um, that way we know how many athletes to expect in each wave. The walk-up registrations are not so significant that it would change that dramatically. So um, we will be sure to have that published um, later in the day, Wednesday, or by first thing Thursday morning at the latest, so everybody knows what time. But the, the general order of events does remain the same, and you can get a basic outline with what's printed there now. But we'll get real specific for you once we know how many athletes to expect. Perfect. All right. Anything else we need to cover before we hang this up, Renee? Oh boy, it's you know, it's all of a sudden we're we are more than halfway through our season now. We've got these two half leagues races to go and then we're all ready to our state championship. It's flying by. Uh so I guess soak it in, enjoy your, your half league race at Nordic, and then um we'll see everybody in a few weeks all again together. Our full community comes together at Trek. So um just soak it in. The season is gonna be over before we know it and uh we all should keep riding our bikes in November, but um, we won't be together as much after that. So no, um, just really looking forward to it. All right. Well, thanks so much, Renee, for coming on today. We appreciate it. My pleasure. We'll see you all this weekend or the following. Depends on if you're Nordic one or two. Exactly. All right. We'll talk to you then. Thanks, John. Thanks again for listening. We wish luck to all the racers on the course this weekend. We'll see you on the trails.